0: and welcome to your favourite teacher. I'm just going to go through um, all five of the Acts in Macbeth and talk a little bit about some of the context. So, Act 1, the play opens with three witches who are waiting for Macbeth. And before we meet King Duncan who is told about how brave Macbeth has been in this battle against Norway. So the witches meet Macbeth and Banquo on their way home, prophesying that Macbeth will be promoted to Thane of Cawdor and then crowned king. This really sets up the whole story. is told he won't become king, but that his son will. So Macbeth writes a letter to his wife, Lady Macbeth, who starts to plot, um, asking the spirits to help her. She tells Macbeth about her plans, and they decide to kill Duncan, who's staying at the castle that night. Macbeth gets second thoughts, but Lady Macbeth manipulates him into agreeing. So that's Act 1. Act 2. Before killing the king, Macbeth begins to hallucinate, seeing a dagger in front of him. He ignores this and kills the king anyway, returning with the bloody daggers meant for the guards. Um, this angers Lady Macbeth, who takes the daggers back to the chamber and smears, smears the drugged guards with the blood. So the castle, the, the castle wakes up, realising that Duncan's been murdered, um, and these guards are framed, but um, they claim that uh, Macbeth killed the guards when he realised what they'd done. Um, Duncan's sons, Malcolm and Donald Bane fear for their lives and flee to Ireland and England, which sort of puts some suspicion on them. In Act 3, Banquo is suspicious of Macbeth, who's holding a banquet to celebrate his coronation. Macbeth worries about Banquo being suspicious, and because Banquo was there for the prophecies of the witches, Macbeth hires two murderers who track Banquo down whilst he's riding out with his son Fleance. Macbeth and Lady Macbeth discuss their troubles, with Macbeth urging Lady Macbeth to stay as innocent as possible. He won't tell her the next part of his plan, and he sort of cuts her out at this point. Meanwhile, the murderers find Banquo and kill him, but his son Fleance um, manages to escape. Once this ha- has happened, we then go back to the feast where Malcolm greets his uh, sorry Macbeth greets his guests, um, but he is really haunted by the killing of Banquo. Well, quite literally, because we see the ghost of Banquo sitting in his seat. His disturbed reaction worries the guests and Lady Macbeth who asks them to leave. So we've then got Act 4 which is where Macbeth revisits the witches for more information and they give him another three prophecies. Um, This time it's To Beware Macduff. um, They say no one born of a woman can harm him and that he is safe until the woods move towards the castle. So, as all of their predictions so far have come true, Macbeth thinks that he's fairly invincible. Um, But to be sure, he sends murderers to Macduff's castle in Fife, and they murder his entire family, Um, but they don't actually get Macduff. And when Macduff finds out, he rounds up the British army to seek revenge. So we've got Act 5 which is the final act of the play and it opens with Lady Macbeth sleepwalking and hallucinating and she's clearly disturbed um, by her role in the killing of Duncan. Um, We see a lot of uh, blood symbolising her guilt here. Macbeth hears of an army approaching but he's really cocky at this point and he thinks he's got nothing to fear. Um, The doctor tells him of Lady Macbeth's condition and um, Macbeth asks him to cure her. Um, Macduff and the British army conceal themselves this is the clever part because here we've got the prophecy coming true again and they hide by using branches from the woods which then start to move towards the castle, just like the third prophecy. So we've got the final battle with Macduff, who reveals that he's born by a C-section, so not naturally born of a woman. Um, And then Macbeth is beheaded and Malcolm becomes king. That's what happens, in case you don't know it you should know it um i will do another some more podcasts over the weekend on the different characters but i just want to talk a little bit about the context um so that you know what was driving shakespeare's motivations so um this is written in the jacobean era which means it's the time of king james and um, so we've got to you've got to make sure that you're always referring to the jacobian audience and also shakespeare wants to sort of show off to him so there's lots of things here that really uh we're, we're there to um entice and interest king james um king james was scared of witches and and was really into the supernatural um he thought that they raised a storm to try and shipwreck him between england and scotland so anyone that was caught doing witchcraft or talking to spirits was sentenced to death and we see that here when we have lady macbeth kill herself like um king james would have thought that that was a rightful end for her um the role of of men and the gender roles here um are really are really quite interesting because the role of the man was to be brave and strong and the more violent you are in battle the more you were praised um so macbeth being so violent at the start of the play and he's known as brave macbeth but then that's actually a warning sign because his then violence kind of causes um, you know massacre of all of his friends and family Um, the role of women was to serve their husbands to be obedient, passive and do everything that they could to please their husbands they weren't allowed to talk back or do anything considered a man's job. So Lady Macbeth is basically the opposite of this she really challenges gender roles and it's not so much in a good way as you might have in in something like an inspector calls where we have sheila standing up to her father and that scene as good and progress here the fact that she was so um strong and manipulated her husband it wouldn't have been well received by the audience they wouldn't have thought oh we should all be more like lady macbeth she is a real villain in this story perhaps Um, King King James actually has a relative called Banquo so perhaps Shakespeare including this character and making him really quite noble, loyal character was a way of sucking up and getting in the King's good books So there's just a few bits and bobs, there's more podcasts on things like the great chain of being, the divine right of kings, all of these are really important to understanding the process of events but that was just a really really brief plot summary in case you are sitting there stressing out because you don't have the foggiest clue what happens in each act try and put these things in a timeline so you know what happens when and get at least a couple of quotes from each act that you can use to represent what you know and back up what you're saying good luck